Hello and welcome to PTC Cast episode 28. Today, Chris and I talk about fatigue management. We talk about approaching your diet and nutrition long term, not short term. Yes. I drop a lot of F bombs. <laughs> I hope you enjoy the episode. It's brought to you by progressthroughchange.com where you can get your four easy habits for fat loss guide. And that is a PDF download that takes about 10 to 15 seconds to get. It's about 15 pages, and it will give you everything you need to know to accomplish your own body transformation and, more importantly, to maintain that body transformation. So that way you're not yo-yo dieting all day. You're not gaining 20 pounds. You're not, or you're not losing 20 pounds and gaining 20 pounds back. It's, it's long-term, man. Enjoy the show. Oh, wee-wee. Oh, wee-wee. Oh, wee-wee. If there was powerlifting in the Olympics... Would the Americans win? I don't know, dude. Is there a lot of powerlifting going on? In America? I mean, uh, yes, in America. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm saying, like, <laughs> is there a lot of powerlifting going on anywhere else? Because, like... I'm sure there is, dude, but I'm just not, like, as knowledgeable in the powerlifting yeah. field. I know what I do and what my friends do and what a couple of Instagrammers do. Yeah. But, like, I don't, I don't really care about the whole powerlifting scene in general. Yeah, I hear you. So I want to talk a little bit about um, your prep because technically at the time of airing this podcast, this will be the Monday after your, whoa, you got big eyes there. This will be the Monday after your meet, right? So yes, whatever I would have happened, just competed. Yeah, so whatever happened has already happened. Yeah. But I would like to know kind of how you approach your, your final week up to this meet, right? How you prep yourself to be at your peak strength mm-hmm. and ready that day of because – you know, I've prepped, um, I've prepped a client for powerlifting meet before, and I'm currently prepping a client for powerlifting meet right now. Um, we're, we're pretty far out as it is, but I would just like to know your approach because, you know, the, the first meet that I prepped the guy for, the thought process was, you know, we're working up to heavy doubles and singles when we're about two weeks out, but then I like to give that last week just rest, particularly mm-hmm. like for the nervous system and joints, tendons, and ligaments just to be sure everything's feeling good. So that last week, man, I mean, there's really nothing over like 50% of top load, but I would like to know like, what's your approach? Okay. So I'll, my current approach is actually not, you know, fully rest and recovery. Mm -hmm. Um, the reason why it is, or the reason why it's not that is because there's been so many times in the past where I did follow that rule of, well, a lot of the you know, big powerlifters back in the day would say to completely take off, you know, a week before the powerlifting meet. All that. Yeah, exactly. To not lift or not do anything. And yeah. what I found out that would happen is whenever I go to the powerlifting meet, everything just felt heavy. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I don't know if the, if like your body, you know, goes backwards that fast, but it's, it's always been a weird, like a weird mm-hmm. idea to me because you know, in my head, it makes sense that if you're doing 12 weeks or however long your peak is mm-hmm. up to, you know, this powerlifting meet, wouldn't your body want, you know, that Rest whole week of recovery? Yeah. But um, for, again, from my experience, it doesn't work like that. Your body almost relaxes too much and mm-hmm. starts like degrading your strength just because it's, I don't know, maybe it's like a huge impact on your body or whatever. But right now, I... I make sure not to go over 70%. Okay. Um, so it's still a little bit heavy, but it's not, it's not oh, anything. Are we talking singles, doubles? I mean. Triples. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Triples. Um, and then during, or I'm also going to be doing a singles, which is just my openers, but yeah. that's, that's going to be on, that's going to be this week. And so mm-hmm. pretty much a full week 
away from the thing. And sure. openers. Will you, will you lay off like your accessories or your secondary stuff at all? No, the accessories, uh, I'll actually lighten the weight and okay. do the same amount of you'll reps. You'll match your volume. Yeah, you'll just yeah. make it a little easier. Yeah, just a little bit easier. And uh, the big the big thing is just making sure that uh, my nutrition is up to par. Yeah, and 100%. Yeah, and that I'm, I guess, prepared to the, for the meet. Like mentally, I know exactly what numbers I'm going to be hitting when it comes to my openers and my second attempt, second attempts, and just making sure that my yeah. body feels right. Yeah. You know, if I was over overweight, then I'd probably do some kind of water cut or something like that. Or maybe yeah. depending on how much overweight I was. Right now, I'm actually underweight, so I won't even have to worry about that. Which, to me, is, is even better, man. Like, I know a lot of people make those drastic weight cuts so that they can be a little bit more competitive. But I don't know, man. To me, in a sport like powerlifting, and, and I don't know, you know, the specific nuances, so mm-hmm. I'm not claiming to be an expert in that. But I guess my thought process there is like, man, you have to be as strong as you can be on that day. I don't know if like water and electrolytes and sodium balance is like something I would really want to be fucking with too heavy. Yeah, because that that can seriously make or break Mm -hmm. um, your lifts any day. And yeah, and if you're doing a drastic weight cut, yeah, um, on a day that you need to be, you know, pushing your body to the max, right. If you're not experienced, that can lead to some, right. you know, very you bad performance. Right and everything, yeah. But to, to take a quick step back here, you know, I, I agree with you. You know, what you had said to me um, or what you had said about, you know, more of the old school guys being like, no, take off a whole week, which, yes, it, it makes sense from a recovery standpoint. But that's why I, I like to – you're not practicing your skill. You're yeah. losing some confidence over that week. It's not as normal as it usually is. If you're used to, to deadlifting twice a week – that's kind of your, your practice routine, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what you're accustomed to. Mm-hmm. So to ask yourself to go and perform it the same way you always do, but now you've gone a whole week without benching or deadlifting or squatting or whatever that is, like you've lost that skill and that confidence. And like, you know, you use the phrase, like everything feels heavy. I think that could also just be like a relative thing too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's just like, we well, haven't lifted anything. So anything you lift is going to feel heavy, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and um, to put a little bit more behind that, I think that the difference between why they're okay with doing like a full week of rest and why someone like me is not is because they're at you know the peak of their powerlifting game. Mm-hmm. You know that's what they do for a living. They they they're powerlifters. Yeah, and you know who knows what they're on also. Yeah, and if they're on you know a bunch of stuff. And they're pushing their body beyond what it's supposed to handle. Yeah. Then you know maybe that week is you know necessary for them. Yeah. Um. So that 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 was kind of my thought process uh, behind it. But yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I think it's 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 interesting, man, because it seems like a lot of this this all just comes back. And I'm just kind of thinking out loud here, but it, it seems like a lot of this all comes back to fatigue management. Yes. And I mean that from a standpoint of like, I say all, I, more than just a powerlifting meet, right? Like your, your ability to build muscle or to get stronger or to get leaner or to perform better or whatever that means to you. Mm-hmm. It all comes down to fatigue management. And I think everybody likes to use the phrase overtrain or overtrain or, you know, I, I, to me, it's more like you're under recovering. Yeah. You know, and uh, okay, sure. If you're a brand newbie and then you're hitting 40 sets per body part, yeah, you're probably overtrained. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about, you know, the intermediates, the advanced, like, I think it really comes down to fatigue management, right? I think so too. And <clears throat> fatigue, fatigue management can be 
you know, very short term or it can be very long term. Like I know one of the big problems that I have when I peak is my main lifts will go good, but and then I'll overdo my accessories. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that, you know, fatigue management, um, like it's okay for the first, you know, four to, you know, six weeks. Yeah. But and then all of that starts building up to the point where I, you know, it puts a a halt in my program. Um, And I think that I like this concept of fatigue management too, because this is what I'm thinking in my head. There's like a maintenance level Mm -hmm. and that's the level that, you know, you perform, um, you perform whatever you perform at. Yeah. And you know, if your body dips under that maintenance level, then I think what happens, and maybe I'm not saying this right, but I think what happens is, you know, you're not going to be prepared to lift, you know, those weights that, you know, you're trying to lift. And I think that's what happens if, or for me, when I take like a full week off, um, in order to do the competition is I'm at this maintenance level and, you know, I'm, you know, I'm going up on, you know, my heavy days, you know, to, so my body needs to recover and then I let it Mm -hmm. recover and blah, blah, blah. But if I let myself recover too long and it dips under that maintenance level, then that's where my strength starts like fading away to dip and it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think some of that could come back to the skill component as well, but I I do, I do know what you mean. Mm -hmm. So like when I, um, when I start pulling calories down, whether, you know, I'm prepping for a show or somebody's just trying to get that extra level of leanness or whatever that might be. Like sometimes where I start is actually, um, removing volume. So like, let's say I usually do 10 sets of chest, right. And I'm used to 3000 calories a day. Mm-hmm. Well, if I'm prepping for a show and I'm used to, now I have 2,500 calories a day, I might need to pull that to like eight sets yeah. or seven sets because you're only as good as what you can recover from. Right. And so I can't sit there and expect my body to be able to do the same amount of work and load and intensity without the same amount of fuel, without the same amount of energy coming in. And so then you kind of get into the argument, well, do you match your sets and make them easier? In my opinion, you match your weight and reduce your sets because you want to keep up that intensity to maintain strength and to continue to build strength and lean tissue. I like that idea. But yeah. yeah. But so kind of where I'm going with that is it's like, you know, if you're just pounding your head against the wall with set after set, rep after rep, and, and you would consider all of the intensity high, like you, your, your bottleneck is your recovery every time. Yes. Every time. Mm-hmm. It's like, look, man, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter how hard you're training. If you're burning 3000 calories a day, and you're only eating 2,500 a day, you're not going to build tissue. Simple as that. You know? And so it's, it's, it's one of those, like, it's, it's this push and pull. Like you can't just fucking pedal to the metal and expect everything to work out, you know? And so that's, I think that's where a lot of people get lost too, is they're like, well, I'm not losing any weight. So I need to just pull more calories. Well, then you just, you just effed up your training. training. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, so the, the, you have to you have to respect the energy balance component of it, right? Like you can't just sit there and think you can outwork being tired. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe you can outwork being tired. Like maybe you can outwork having less energy, but can you actually recover and build from that? I don't yeah, think so. Yeah, it's going to catch up eventually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's going to build so. up to the mm-hmm. point where, yeah, you just, hey, yeah. it is what it is. And then yeah. I think you start risking injury. You start risking doing reps the wrong way. And so you, you kind of open up this whole can of worms. So like... Not to mention, you know, discouragement and all of those negative emotions mm-hmm. that come with, you know, receding pulling those from where you down. were. Yeah. Pulling or, those calories down. Yeah. Maybe, or I'm talking about like not performing as well in the gym. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And so I guess like the way, I, the thing I try to always express to people that, and my, my fat loss clients, like sometimes they really struggle, like getting this wrapped around their head. But like, realistically, my goal is to give everybody as much food as I can. 
Yes. Like my, my goal is to give you as many calories as I can. And we might not be able to start like that. You know, I might have to start off the bat, like pulling down a little bit. And mm-hmm. that's usually the case, but usually you hit a point where like, if you can really get into the routine of things, if you can get your body using energy the way you want to, if you can get your training where it needs to be, your recovery, where it needs to be, you can get to a point where you add in calories and you continue to lose body fat. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that is always the goal. The goal is like, okay, how can I give you as much food as I can? And that doesn't mean like stuffing people's face or anything, but like, you know, let's say I have a fat loss client who's, you know, she's at, let's say she's at 1800 calories for like six weeks yeah. and we're losing, we're losing, we're losing, we're losing, we're losing. And then suddenly we stop losing instead of pulling calories. I might actually try to up our training volume and actually give some calories and mm-hmm. see what happens. Right. Because in my opinion, that's, in my opinion, every body transformation happens with resistance training, happens with training. Like, of course, nutrition is a key aspect and it can't happen without it. But I think you, I think training is kind of the first lever to pull. Does that make sense? Yeah. The first, the first knob to adjust. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to be sure you're respecting other things when you're doing that. But it's like, everything needs to be centered around training and a standpoint of, fueling and recovering right fueling and recovering fueling and recovering so that that way next week you can do a little bit more you can do a little bit more you can do a little bit more more meaning you know maybe extra weight or an extra rep yeah. here and there not necessarily like another set another set yeah. another set you know but so i i think that's the big thing is you kind of have to respect that energy balance because it's like okay if i can you know bring her up to like, what did i just say 1800 to 1900 or, or whatever if i you could if i could pump up. yeah if i could bring her up but then i'm adding you know maybe let's say i add like an intensity drop set on leg press to burn a ton of calories and then maybe a couple of sled pushes at the end to burn some calories too like that's even better yeah. right because then she doesn't feel deprived then she feels stronger and then suddenly we've lost some fat too yeah and she's still right? going to be in that deficit because right. of those uh, things that you added in yeah yep a hundred percent. Yeah. And so that's, that can be like a scary thing, especially for someone who's trying to lose fat and has done well on the mm-hmm. 1800 or 1700, whatever that first number was. Yeah. And then it's like, they think, Oh wait, you want to add more? Well, I'm not losing on this. Why would I lose on more? And it's like, well, you just trust the process a little bit. We'll get there, but it, it can be scary. You know, yeah. it can be scary. When so, I lost all my weight and you were telling me to add my, add more calories into my diet. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's no fucking weight. Like, yeah can't yeah, yeah you get scared then, of it yeah yeah i was like no this has been working like this is just randomly stopped i don't know why it's not working but adding mm-hmm. calories that doesn't make any sense and mm-hmm. i think i went a full month not listening to you until finally i started gaining weight yeah by the way i was eating 700 calories <clears throat> yeah 700 while still trying to maintain the type of training that i was doing and yeah as soon as i added more calories i don't remember how much i added I think we bumped it up to like 2,500 mm-hmm. calories, like a ridiculous amount. Yeah. I start or a ridiculous amount for, you know, starting at, you know, 700. Yeah. I started losing weight, which was a yeah. mind blowing thing yeah. to me. So that's just proof in the pudding right there. hundred percent. You have to look at it as fuel, man. You have to look at it as like, it's your, it's your driving force, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, and you have to, if you can respect that and then translate that into your training, like it really pays off. It really pays off. And so it's an interesting, it's an interesting game to be played because we're so taught that like, you know, it's just energy balance. So you would just pull more calories or you would just move more. And it's like, well, it's not at its core. Yeah. It's that simple, but I'm not sure the application is that simple. You know, the application is something that takes a little bit more, um, practice and tweaking. Right. And so that's, it's, it's always funny when someone's like, stuck in their weight loss and i'm like no let's let's try to get some more food Mm -hmm. and then suddenly boom they lose more 
you know, right now I'm, uh, I'm online coaching the, uh, the manager up at any time. Okay. And so I've just been trying to help her out a little bit. She's getting married and, um, you know, she wants to look a certain way in her wedding dress and that's yeah. awesome. And I won't disclose her numbers or anything like that, but, um, you know, she's a very light eater. Like mm. I'm, I'm talking like, like nine, 900 calories, a thousand calories is wow. a big day. Yeah. yeah, man. And so week one, you know, week one, we started, I don't know the calorie goal off the top of my head, but the protein goal was 60 grams. 60 grams of protein a day. Wow. And so that first, yeah. And now, and it was like, look, man, we had to start small. Yeah. Like we had to start small. And so she got that 60 under her belt and she lost, I want to say her average went down like a pound and a half that week. Damn. We pulled her up to 80 grams of protein this week. Her average is going to be down another pound and a half this week, man. Yeah. And so it's like, as we, as we start to introduce this thing as fuel so we can recover and so we can do more. And so it's, it's like, you, you got to, I don't know. I don't know what a good example is like off the top of the head. Like, I don't know if like you want to actually use the example of like adding fuel to a fire and then the fire grows bigger. And so you burn more. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. You know, I don't know, but it is, it is funny that we're just so ingrained in that. Like more calories are a bad thing. Mm. It's like, well, man, like if you can, if you can maintain the same sources you've been using that, you know, your body agrees with and you know, foods that aren't uh, BS, I think you can really do yourself some good by adding some calories in. And it's, it's scary. Like, I have so many people, like I, I have a lot of fat loss clients that, man, I have to be like, I have to give them like a month's notice. Yeah. Like, Damn. like if they're doing really good, I'm like, okay, like if we keep up this pace, like I'm going to give you some, some more calories soon. And it's always like, you know, wide eyes and like, uh -huh. what, what, why? Cause what, it sounds what? counterintuitive. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah it, it, it can, man. It can. It's against like everything we've ever been taught. It's, it sounds counterintuitive until you explain it the way that you explained it to me, mm -hmm. you know? Sure. And then once you understand yeah. that concept, it's actually like, oh, okay, let's double yeah. down on this because now you know, like, kind of how the body works right. and what it needs to accomplish right. whatever and how much and how much accomplish. better you feel when you fuel yourself instead oh of oh my gosh inst yeah yes. instead of diminish yourself you know I remember when I was you know at the seven hundred calorie mark mm -hmm. uh, a big reason why you were telling me to up my calories was because I was blacking out yeah. after no shit dude. literally after <laughs> every set of weightlifting yeah like I would do um, shoulder press and. Yeah. Almost blackout. I never yeah. actually I mean, blacked out. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, like my vision would go black and yeah. I'd sit down and it was a normal thing to me. Yeah. And it's because you had literally zero energy to run yeah. off of, man. Yeah. Like, man. Literally zero. And so it's such an interesting, it's such an interesting, well, I guess I'll use the word relationship, right? Because part of it is just our, our fear, our fear that it's not going to work, that it's going to send us back. And it's like, look, man, if we added like 200 calories a day, Okay, you're talking about like 1,400 calories in a week. Mm. Worst case scenario, you know, maybe you hold some more water if you have some more carbs and then your weigh-ins are up a little bit. But it's like you're not going to balloon up with a couple extra hundred calories a day. Yeah. And even if you were to by some odd reason, okay, we just pull them right back down. Mm. It's not a big deal. You know, so I think that the sooner that people can look at training, or can look at calories and nutrition as fuel for training the sooner they can have success yeah the sooner they can actually build the sooner they can actually burn what they want to i feel like know? it sounds so bro sciencey to say fuel you know these you know sure food yeah fuel, sure but that's literally it really what it is. is yeah it really is man and like at you know, that doesn't mean that you can't, you know, eat foods you enjoy or anything mm -hmm. but it's like it, it it's like okay if we're sitting here talking about energy balance right we're sitting here talking about energy balance and energy cannot be created or destroyed, only transferred. We know that. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm taking in a thousand calories a day, but I'm moving seven times a week, 
whether that's an hour a day, half an hour a day, not to mention whatever you do just in your normal day-to-day life, you know, walking around or, you know, running errands, wh- whatever that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Breathing, like, <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> all these processes as your body's trying to do, you're defeating your body's ability to go through these processes by fucking starving yourself. Yeah. It does not make any sense. And so when we sit there and think, oh, I got to eat 500 calories a day just for a month and then I'll be shredded. No, man. No, dude. And and I don't don't want to like dive too deep into this, man. I don't know if it's like society pressures or what that we're supposed to look or perform a certain way or, or something like that. But like we have to nourish and feed and not, not take away and, and burn and destroy. You know what I'm saying? That is like, weird, does that, does that, that make sense? No, that's exactly the thought process that I feel like the majority of people, including me in the past, you know, think yeah. about when it comes to losing weight yeah. is, Oh, you have to deprive yourself. Yeah. When I like that idea of you have to fuel yourself yeah. so that you can be able to do more. Yeah. And it's almost like you're turning your body into just a, like a machine, dude. Yeah, the, the the goal is like you're trying to turn your body into a fat building and a mu- or fat burning and a muscle building yeah. machine. You mm-hmm. know, like that's that's really what you're trying to do. So you know, I've been on stage three times in my life. I've done three bodybuilding shows. The three unhealthiest days in my life were those three days, right? Those three days that were Just lean. Just well, yeah, and like sure, sure, man. Like it looks cool, and that might not be everybody's goal. But my point being there, it's because of the ridiculous amount of deprivation. Yeah. Right. The absolutely ridiculous amount of deprivation. And, you know, I, I've learned over the years and I've, I've gotten better at it and I've been able to reach, you know, certain levels of leanness with more calories. But like, you know, at the end of the day, man, like when you're talking about getting into those deep body fat or to those very, very low single body fat percentages, it, it comes from even more deprivation. And so when we just sit there and deprive and deprive and deprive and deprive, you, you destroy your metabolism. You destroy your hormones. You destroy the way you feel. You destroy your sleep. You destroy your performance in the gym. All because you think it'll get you to lose your belly fat. Yeah, that energy has to be taken away from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, if you're in a deficit and your body needs a specific amount, it has to be, mm-hmm. that performance has to be taken away from somewhere. Like, yeah. it's not like you're okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be taken from somewhere, whether that's fat and whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah, but when you there, take it some kind of balance. Right. And when you take it to those drastic levels, like I don't know, man. Like imagine imagine you're someone who is just desperate, right? You're desperate to lose fat. And let's say you've dieted for thirty days and for thirty days straight you've eaten five hundred calories a day or a thousand calories a day or whatever it might be, and you're just destroying your metabolism, you feel terrible, it's awful, you never want to diet again. Like, number one, obviously, you ruin your relationship with food. You've destroyed, <laughs> you've destroyed your relationship with food and the way that you view it probably won't be the same for a while. You've really fucked up your metabolism because you've expected yourself to operate on such little energy. Uh, you've for sure messed up your sleep, right? Because there's no way you're sleeping if you're starving. You don't have as many carbs. So you don't have that, get that calming effect at nighttime to relax and come down. Um, you for sure destroyed your hormones because now your body's just trying to figure out how to survive. I'm not going to use the phrase starvation mode. I don't actually know what that means. I think mm. that's a bro science term, yeah. but I mean, that's kind of what we're talking about here is when people use the word starvation mode, it's, it's that same idea, right? Mm. That you've, you've deprived yourself so much that your body is just trying to stay alive. Mm-hmm. So what in God's name makes you think that you're going to burn fat, that you're going to burn energy reserves? Like, no, your body's trying to hold on to those things to keep you alive. Yeah. Like, and so it's just, 
Yeah, it's sad that people go for the the all in hardcore. I, I don't even want to say hardcore. The all in like 500 calorie a day BS, man. The juice cleanses and whatever it is. So and then once you hit know. that wall, you know, and all of those things are ruined. You'll probably just say fuck it. It feels and, hopeless. Yeah, and you'll it feels just hopeless. go back to eating. You'll never mm-hmm. go back to trying a yeah, diet again it feels, because mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah. I don't know. That's that sucks. Yeah, it it feels hopeless, man, because it's like, look, dude, if you're sitting there having 500 calories a day and you're not making any progress, that's a lot feel, of effort, and you feel terrible. Oh yeah. my god, dude, that's effort through the fucking roof. Yeah, the amount of the amount of sheer willpower that it takes to to eat like that and to maintain that for so long is so ridiculous. And so the level of burnout that you'll experience and the level of hopelessness that you'll experience is absolutely unreal, mm-hmm. right? Because if you're eating 500 calories a day and you're not making any progress, where do you expect yourself to go? 400 calories a day? 300? Just not eating? I mean, yeah. like, wh- what do you expect next? So I don't know, man. It's like we have to take this from an approach of small changes over time because... Otherwise, we're just gonna we're just starve ourselves. We're just gonna destroy ourselves, and that's not that's not what this is about. Because I think in the short term, it's very easy to get you know quick results. But then, yeah, what happens when the weeks mm-hmm. stack up and the months stack up? You're exactly right. Yeah, and you're exactly right. Yeah, and it all disappears. You're, you're like, exactly right. Well, shit. Yep. What do I do now? You're exactly right, and that's kind of my beef with some of these like thirty day challenges or, or whatever it may be. Is it's like. <clears throat> You know, for certain individuals that maybe are already at a healthy body fat, like, yeah, that might, that might help. Like mm-hmm. that might help you get to like that level of leanness you want. And then maybe you can figure out some strategies later to maintain that. But, you know, if you're somebody who could be clinically classified as, you know, we'll just use the phrase over, over overweight, mm-hmm. you know, someone who has spent most of their life, you know, at an unhealthy level of body fat. Like I, I truthfully do not think your solution is a drastic change. No. No, I, no, no. I don't, yeah. man. Like, I think it's, I think it's going to be gradual over time and you're going to slip up and that's okay. Like the problem with those drastic changes, especially if you have been, you know, overweight for that long and that's now the solution. Mm-hmm. Well, what, yeah. What happens when it does need to be long-term? Is yeah. that going to be your solution long-term? It can't be. These fad diets, these juice cleanses, all it of that. Be. Yeah. yeah and be. that's the only solution that you know, mm-hmm. or you're going to be confused as to what the hell to do now. Yeah. Do I have to be drinking juices for the rest of my life? Yeah. Do I have to do this and that for the rest of my life? And and how funny is it that it's what people always revert back to? Like, oh, I did this 30-day juice cleanse, and I lost 25 pounds. But, you know, since then, I've, I've gained about 30 to 35. So I think I'll just, I'll try the juice. I, I'm going to do the juice cleanse again because I, I know my body. I know that works for me. Yeah. It didn't fucking work for you. Nah. You gained all the weight back. Like, it did. I, I, I don't know, man. Like, it, it's, it's just. quick, quick evidence. Mm-hmm. And simple, easy to follow. Yeah. But and then. Yep. It's not really yep. a long can't, term you thing. Can't, you can't do it forever. And so for the people that are at the intermediate the intermediate level, the advanced level, that whatever, need to get that extra body fat down or doing a bodybuilding show, whatever it might be, like, yeah, okay, you might have to take some drastic measures. But, but that's like, short term. Yeah, it is, man. And, and like one of my favorite things to ask my clients is, do you feel deprived? Do you feel like you are starving? Do you feel hungry? Because the answer is almost always no. And if the answer is yes, I'm fucking up. That's mm-hmm. my fault. You know, because I have tried to take too big of a step or I have tried to be a little bit too aggressive and look, man, like, sure, there might be a little bit of discomfort. Like you might be a little hungry here or there, but like, if you can describe yourself as starving and there's no time frame to your approach, there's no step on stage, there's no competition, there's anything like that. If you can say I'm dieting for health reasons and I'm starving, you are not dieting for health nope. reasons. Mm-mm. You are not. 
And if you are, you are missing the mark by a fucking mile. A lot of F-bombs today. Yeah, but it's true, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Well, I, I can see that it's like irritating you because... It, it just makes me sad, man, because I was that guy, dude. Not only I that, was, but the majority of the population is that guy. Like, I love my dad, but that's exactly what he's doing right now. Yeah. Speaking about juice cleanses, yep. he's about to start a juice cleanse. Yep. And I've already told him, you know, like, hey... Like, you could try, man, yeah. but you're going to land in the same spot. Yeah, and... Yeah, if you don't have those the basics fixed, like if you're eating yeah. waffles in the morning, you like a bunch of waffles every morning and donuts, you know, three times Is a that week. What your dad's doing? Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah man. And, and so you it's know, like... ordering pizza, like, hey, what do you think is gonna happen? Yeah, you know? and then and I don't know. You man, have to and, fix those things up. Yeah, and it's like, wouldn't it be simpler to just instead of having three waffles every morning, just start with having two? Yeah. Like instead of drinking five cups of coffee, start with drinking three. Like instead of, I mean, I don't know, man, like to me, it just, it makes so much more sense to, to make changes that you can hold on to forever. And, and you know what, man, like, yeah, it, it does fire me up because I personally feel like, um, a lot of these, uh, we'll say juice cleanses, we'll say 30 day challenges, you know, I feel like a lot of them prey on people's insecurities. Fuck yeah, dude. You know? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. And so 100%. As as being someone who spent so much of their life with that insecurity, and you know what, man, like to this day, like I still do. Like if I'm deep in an off season, like I feel fat. Mm. You know, we're all our own biggest critic, and so I'll just I'll be honest right there. But like to me, like it really disgusts me that that people, whether it's Instagram influencers, whether it's you know some coaching company trying to get a ton of social media clicks, I, I don't know, what, whatever it is, like it's it's. It's preying on insecurities. That's what pisses me off the most are the people who know what's right and they promote what's wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Let's put a little on it there. Let's call it there. Cool. Thank you all for listening. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye-bye.